Hello and welcome back to Crawford Insights, the podcast where we take a recent post from the Crawford Investment Council blog and review it with the author. I'm your host, Tom Bueller, Portfolio Manager here at Crawford, and today we'll be discussing Find a Need and Fill It with Aaron Forsman. Welcome, and thanks for joining us, Aaron. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. You recently wrote a piece about the origins of the Crawford Managed Income Strategy that I found really interesting. Knowing that it actually began as a way to help your father generate income in retirement really helps bring the story to life. Let's jump into it and talk about the managed income strategy. There's an old saying that necessity is the mother of all invention. In this case, your father had a need and came to you for help. Give us a background there. Sure. So back in, let's call it 2012, my father was entering retirement in his mid-60s. And at that time, we were experiencing a period of low rates. The economy was still recovering from the global financial crisis. And he sort of gave me a challenge as an investment professional. How do I, in retirement, generate more income than a traditional balanced account is giving me? And how do I do that while also obtaining a level of diversification? And to me at that time, it was a really interesting challenge. And that gave me a chance to look around, assess the market for potential solutions, really discovered there wasn't what I thought was an acceptable answer. And so we set about building it at that time and using some non-traditional asset classes, build something unique that generated 5 to 7% in current income. And that's really what got us going. Was it that search for income that led you to the non-traditional asset classes? Yes. So when we say that, what we really mean is preferreds and REITs, energy infrastructure, various kinds of corporate bonds, and high dividend-paying equities. So you'd been running the strategy for a few years before you joined Crawford. When you came over here, was it something that you immediately recognized could meet the needs of existing Crawford clients as well? So when I joined Crawford, I had been working on it. Uh, It was not a part of my original employment arrangement, but it was something that really dovetailed well with Crawford's 40-year history of investing for growth and income with an emphasis on dividends and quality. Very similar philosophically to what I was doing. So it was a natural fit. Just a few months after starting work at Crawford, we talked about the idea some more, thought that it might be a potential new offering to broaden the Crawford lineup, and it was just a natural extension, so we grew out of that. Yep. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You talk about the four risks that you try to control for in the strategy. What are they, and why did you select the four of them? When we construct the portfolio, we really, and this sort of goes back to the beginning, looking at a way to drive income and diversification, but to do so in a risk-managed way, it really means you need to understand the underlying drivers of those risks. And we look at these asset classes that we spoke to that we're invested in, we found that really the primary drivers were stock market risk, energy price risk, credit risk, and interest rate risk. And the way we think about it is we'd like to mitigate market risk, energy price risk, and credit risk by underwriting the individual securities in the portfolio. And then to some extent, we can actually cancel out the interest rate risk by owning some securities that do well when interest rates rise and some securities that do well when interest rates fall. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that's something that in years past, as we've seen changes in rates, we've been really pleased that the portfolio has been able to balance that pretty well and not felt too much pressure one way or the other. Are these four risks that you identified typical of investors that are seeking income? Is that something that they often find themselves exposed to? I think so. Um, A good example would be energy infrastructure, as you think about an asset class like that. It's 
highly dependent in some ways, while the fundamentals we find aren't that dependent on the overall sort of energy prices over long time horizons, the stocks do react to, say, oil prices or natural gas prices. And, and that's a pretty common risk that people may not realize until you enter a period of very poor energy prices you may not get exactly what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. It's all fine and good when you know, energy is stable or rising in price, but when it declines, which it does because it's a commodity, you really can feel the brunt of that. And I would say income investors can tend to overlook a lot of risks to get a 6 or 7% yield when times are good. So with that in mind, when you're building the portfolio, are we looking for the highest yields we can that don't expose us too greatly to those risk factors we just talked about? Uh, in part, in part. But what we're really doing is a two-part process. So we're looking for quality and underwriting securities at the individual security level. And so that's part number one. We want to focus on cash flows, dividend sustainability or interest payment sustainability, quality of assets, overall franchise value. That protects us in the first way. In the second way, we're looking for the interaction of the securities within the portfolio to help mitigate the overall portfolio risk to those four factors. This strategy is unique at Crawford in that both the equity research team and the fixed income research team work on it together. How do those two teams collaborate to help build this out? So we have a, really, it's a three-person portfolio management team led by myself. And Chris Kendrick is our main equity analyst. He covers energy and utilities and REITs, which play a big part in the portfolio. And then Leslie Crone helps out on the fixed income side, and she's a member of the Crawford fixed income team. So both of those individuals and those broader teams are a big part of what we do. On the equity side, in total, we have seven analysts covering over 250 equities, which gives us a lot of companies and a lot of company knowledge, each of those Analyst covers an individual sector, so we've got a lot of domain experience. And then on the fixed income side, uh, we've got a four-person team that's been focusing on building quality portfolios for most of Crawford's existence, and they do a really great job of helping us both generate ideas and then execute on the trading. What's been the client experience in the strategy since we've been running it here at Crawford? We're pleased to say that we've been able to deliver on our promise of 5 to 7% current income since inception. We've done that with lower equity market and interest rate exposure relative to our primary benchmark. We've performed well in periods of rising rates, as you alluded to earlier. And overall, we've been able to generate in excess of 2% alpha, again, versus that primary benchmark. Can you delve into that a little bit and talk about how you've been able to generate that excess return or alpha versus the amount of risk you're taking on? Well, I think it's a testament to the hard work of the team. Again, we have a, a large team that's just looking under a lot of rocks. It's our focus on quality and portfolio construction. It's the focus on cash flow and dividend and interest payment sustainability. Finally, I'd say we're opportunistic, and it's a multi-asset portfolio, so we're able to move across that asset classes where we find the most attractive opportunities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What types of clients benefit the most from this type of strategy? Our main constituencies are those clients looking for income and diversification, and that's exactly what we try and deliver. That can be to supplement a more traditional allocation or as somebody's whole investment program. And finally, we do have individual clients, but we also have institutional clients, and we've added a couple of institutional clients in the last quarter, which we think is a great validation of the process and work that we do here. With interest rates having gone up so much over the last 12 months or so, is a strategy like this not as attractive to investors when they can get uh, higher yields in bonds? 
Well, we're able to take advantage of that. So again, as a multi-asset fund, we can move between equities and fixed income. And in fact, we are finding better opportunities in the fixed income portion of our opportunity set. So we are allocating more towards fixed income, but we do also have traditionally provided solid returns in times of rising rates, which is something you may not get from a traditional fixed income allocation. And we seek to add to our return through dividend growth and capital appreciation from some of our holdings. Now, that's a good point. That's not something you can always get out of the fixed income markets. Wonderful. Aaron, thanks so much for coming on and giving us a deeper understanding of the Crawford Managed Income Strategy. It's really been a nice offering for our clients that are looking for a higher level of income without being exposed to too much risk. I fully expect our clients that are invested in it will continue to have a favorable experience. That's our show for today. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check out our article, Find a Need and Fill It, on our website at insights.crawfordinvestment.com forward slash perspectives. If you're interested in learning more about the managed income strategy, you can call us at 770-859-0045, email us at info at crawfordinvestment.com, or go to our website, www.crawfordinvestment.com. We'd be happy to provide you with whatever additional information you might be interested in seeing. As always, subscribe to the Perspectives blog while you're on our website, and be sure to join us for another episode next month.